Well, uh, we want to thank the following sponsors to help you bring this week three action to you. And boy, it's a lot, and we're going to get a lot more to you. But we want to thank Iowa Tire, Fairfield, Iowa. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. B&B Propane. R&B Breaks Facebook page of Dubuque, Iowa for the best sports cards in Iowa. Richardson's Tech Solutions of, of Richland, Iowa. Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of, of Kyoto and surrounding areas. And the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, last night, Round Guy Game of the Week, Winfield Mount Union at the... At, uh, uh, hosted the Waco Warriors in a battle of the number two team in the state against the number five team in the state. And, wow, it was a Winfield Mount Union coming out party. We've got Coach McCarty with us. Welcome to the program, Coach. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Well, another week and another really, really tough game. It seems like every game uh, 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 you, you've had a couple uh, state-ranked teams. Uh, uh, you've had some battles, but you came out on top. And last night, uh, I don't know. I'd like to call it a coming out party for your defense. Uh, let's talk. Can we first start talking about the defense? Because it was really successful last night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we had talked the last time and some some other people I've talked to, you know, that, that to me was what kept me up during the week um, was if we were going to be able to uh, hold our ground on the defensive line. Um, and we did. I think they set the tone. Abram Edwards, Lane Ginkinger, Cooper Buffington, Cale Johnson, Grant Anderson. Um, that mix of guys did a really, really nice job. Um, you know, they, they held their ground in the run game. They did what they were supposed to. Um, you know, we, Waco does a really nice job with the zone run, and they, they hit the cutback. And it works a lot on, on teams because backside end flows upfield so far. Um, but our kids, you know, for the most part, I think all but maybe two or three snaps, they did that um, exactly what they were supposed to do. So th those group, those guys set the tone. Um, you know, they were able to put pressure on the quarterback. You know, you can do that without blitzing. Um, you know, where you have to give up a guy in coverage, that's great, you know, but because those guys did such a good job up front and eight blocks that allowed Cam Buffington to run, run free, um, you know, and make plays and get in the, get in passing windows. And, um, our defensive backs had a nice night too. Uh, you know, we gave up the, about two big plays, uh, one of them, the touchdown, uh, the other one, um, both kids fell down <laughs> and the Waco kid happened to get up first and catch it. So, um, but you know, we had. Uh, two interceptions. One was probably the, if you see the film of it, it's probably the play of the year. Cole Milks um, launched himself in the air. He's uh, about as high as I've seen him jump ever and one-handed it and came down. It was an absolute sports center top 10 catch. Um, so very proud for proud of him and, and excited for him to have such a play. But, um, you know, like you said, our defense just he played about as good as they could last night. Well, um, according to Jeff Mills, uh, who was there last night, um, one of the players that really, really, really stood out was Cooper Buffington. Uh, yep. Talk a little bit about his performance. Yeah, I mean, Cooper, not going to get a lot in the stat sheet. Um, you know, I think he had a handful of tackles. Uh, but what he does on both sides of the ball in the line of scrimmage is, is absolutely invaluable to us. You know, he he can he, he holds his own. He's one of those guys that you don't have to think twice about because you know what he, he's going to do his job, and he's going to do it at a high level. But you know, like I, I said on the defensive line, you know, Cooper's a strong, fast kid, and he was able to shed blocks and get in the backfield. And if he was getting he took on a double team and he didn't give ground, um, you know. And so when you do that as a defensive lineman, you know, you're going to you're gonna have a good night, um, whether your own stats or helping your linebackers out. So 
he did an absolute he, he an absolute great job um you know doing what he was supposed to do and doing it at a high level well uh, another player that jeff mills was raving about was milks he just thought milks had a, had a fantastic game and, and and thought milks was an incredible weapon for you yeah he's really turned and got himself prepared to have a nice season um you know we had him at quarterback last year and he was what we had um you know, we didn't have anybody that we could really put there instead, but he has really flourished in this running back and receiver position. Um, it allows him to be an athlete um, and doesn't slow him down by thinking. Um, sometimes, you know, kids aren't made to, to make a lot of decisions. We found that out when, a couple years ago when we put Buffington at quarterback. It was kind of a, a, a paralysis by analysis. Slowed him down by thinking too much, and I think that happened to Cole last, last year. And by moving him, like I said, on offense, he's really flourished in defense. He's, I mean, he's he's bigger and stronger, um, you know, faster. And he's really done a really nice job covering. I think he's got two or three interceptions now, um, you know, and, and the last two, the one in New London and this one, absolute highlight moments. So really, really happy for him and the kind of season he's having. Well, uh, I generally try not to just, just focus on star players, you know, because I, I want everybody uh, that's on the team to get, to get some talking about but after that game, I thought, man, I don't talk about Cam Buffington enough. I mean, what a performance. What an outstanding athlete he is in all aspects of the game. Talk to me about, uh, you know, there was a lot of eyes on this game. Uh, what did what did Cam Buffington do for his profile uh, last night? Yeah, I, I mean, I told Cam early in the week, and this is something I've been telling, you know, our kids for a long time, is big players make big plays in big games. Um, and he stepped up on both sides of the ball for us. He ran the ball really well. Um, you know, Waco, uh, one of his touchdowns, Waco had it defended perfectly. It's just Cam's a better athlete than, than what they had trying to tackle him. Um, it's not a slight on Waco. It's just that's what Cam up. I mean, Cam's a, a really good athlete. So, um, you know, he, he, and I've told you before, you know, he, he's very gifted, uh, but he's also a very hardworking kid. And he's put himself in this position by hard work and dedication to his craft, you know. And one of the plays that stands out to me last night is a defensive play. Um, it was like fourth and medium, you know, five or six, and they, they ran a screen pass, and they had it dialed up perfectly. While the ball was in the air, I was I was not happy because they, they had a wall set up, you know, two or three guys set up, um, and I'm thinking this is a first down, maybe more, um, and Cam come out of nowhere, bust, you know, shed a couple blocks and stop the guy for a gain of one or, you know, very, very low, low gain, small gain. So, um, you know, it's those kind of plays where his football IQ – is so high and his athletic ability is up there as well. So he can make plays like that. So, you know, he's, he's obviously a very, very nice player. Um, you know, we got to make sure we take, take care of it because, um, you know, he's, he's going to be very integral to, uh, to how far this team can go. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about Waco's quarterback Miller. Um, he was, I, I haven't seen a quarterback this season be under that much duress. Uh, how were you guys able to penetrate into the backfield how were you able to make sometimes shoestring tackles to to um, well he was he was maneuvering around trying to avoid avoid the tackle so he could make some kind of a play, but it was just a, a constant barrage of harassment and, uh, and penetration in the backfield. What how how did that how how did that come about? Was it a game plan? Was it, is it just athletic ability? Um, um, but whatever it was, you guys are really successful at doing it. Yeah, uh, you know he's a, he's a nice uh, athlete. Uh, he moves really well. That was one thing we noticed on film is that you're going to have to break down and, and, and tackle him because he's once he gets out, to, out in space, he's a nice athlete. Uh, we knew he wasn't going to be, uh, you know, he's got some tall linemen and we got some tall D linemen. Um, 
and so he's not exactly the tallest kid and so in the pocket isn't his uh forte right so i know they want to try and get him moving in those kind of things and he throws short passes and uh you know i mean we just had a really good game plan coach crawl had a, a great game plan and our kids executed it and you know as far as getting pressure you know our kids just do with their coach coach edwards clay edwards is our d-line coach uh, he spent a lot of time with those guys doing doing the little things, um, and those little things are really paying off right now. So, um, you know, just one of those things that we're happy with, with wh whoever it was. You know, um, a kid that doesn't get a lot of credit. Well, he, it didn't show up. I don't think in the stat sheet at all. But Lane Ginkinger, I think he had a sack. You know, he's kind of undersized up there on the D line. I think he's like 165 pounds, maybe. Uh, but he played with a really high motor last night. Um, you know, we put him he, instead of being on the edge, we put him on the inside. And that proved to be a really good spot for him. Um, you know, he was a little bit quicker than some of Waco's bigger guys, uh, and that causes problems, you know. And, and uh, you know, it, it's the tables have been turned, and we've seen those from other teams. Uh, but, you know, those guys up front, they just did what they were supposed to do. They they executed and, and did everything at a high level. So he just just really pleased with, with our guys' execution last night. Well, let's flip the tables over to your quarterback, uh, Jake Edwards. Um, phenomenal game. Um Everyone was doing so well, you might not have noticed what a phenomenal game he was having. But uh, um, uh, talk to me about uh, this kid's progression and uh, why he's quickly becoming Scotty Melvin's favorite quarterback. Yeah, you know, Jake, Jake struggled a little bit last night, though, um, in some decision-making. Well, not necessarily decision-making, but in some uh, executing of the physical things. You know, a couple flat on some throws. Uh, the Miller kid made a really nice interception. Um, you know, we put a little air under it. We probably have a touchdown pass, but he throws a little flat. And the, the Miller kid made a really, really nice play on it. Um, and, and so, you know, that's kind of leads to an interception. We were inside the green zone, you know, inside the 15-yard line or something like that. So you, you'd really like to have that one back. But Jake's just done a really nice job of leading the team. He gets in the huddle. You can tell he has pocket pre or, you know, huddle presence. Um, the kids listen to him, you know, and he just continues to make good decisions. Um, and that's the big thing. You know, when we talk about get the ball to your playmakers, you know, we don't need you to do run the ball and do all those kind of things. And actually, what kind of sums up what kind of a heady player he was last night? So we have first and 10. Cam Buffington is tired. Um, he needs to get a, a quick break. And we tell him, you know, you got two plays. You know, we got to have you back out there. It's kind of a crunch time. And Jake decided that he was going to go on uh, a hard count. Uh, and it got Waco to jump. Bought Cam a little bit more time. And we were able to get him back in one, one play earlier because of uh, Jake's heady play. Uh, you know, so those are the kind of things. It's, you know, we didn't really coach him to do that. He did that on his own. And, and those are the kind of things you need from a quarterback if you're going to have success, you know, to understand the game and to do the little things like that. Well, uh, we're going to switch over and talk to about his older brother, Abram. Uh, um, I have seen some film, and I cannot believe how good that kid blocks. I mean, it's uh, uh, maybe the best blocking I've ever seen in high school. But uh, uh, I asked Jeff Mills about that, uh, who from real uh, smart uh, – uh, highlights and he told me he says wait till you see the film that i've got on him he says it's he, he says he just says he's just so much better than than anything he's seen uh um let's talk just about Abram. first we'll talk about his blocking yeah um so that's one thing that um, kind of goes un, unnoticed you know if you're watching it and you're watching for it you'll see it he is absolutely an elite run blocker um against new london and we i think we talked about this last week against new london he put a kid on skates for about 40 yards um, you know, I think he had three or four uh, pancakes. You know, he just runs his feet, does a really good job. He keeps his hands inside the frame, um, you know, blocks within the rules, and he does a really, really nice job of it. Uh, and last night, you know, he's uh, 
they have two really nice defensive ends in the Lecty kid and the Waterhouse kid. Um, and Abram lined up against him. And I thought Abram did a really nice job against both those guys. Um, those guys are, you know, they're, they played in a state championship last year. They're both contributors on that, on that team. And I thought Abram did a nice job of getting himself in position to do a really nice job against them. So um, his run blocking to me is, is about as good as I've seen out of anybody since maybe Sam Jennings back in 2015 is about where he's at. And Sam was a center and, and Abram is a tight end. So it's nice to have a dual threat like that. But we just got to find a way to get him the ball a little bit more because he's an electric athlete. Um, and we got to find a way to get him more involved in the passing game. Well, let's talk about the, uh, the other aspects of the game that aren't blocking that he's involved in, both defense and offense. Uh, 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 he's he Him and Lickney are probably the two best defensive ends around. Lickney's first-team All-State defensive end, you know. Uh, very, very good. Um, uh, 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 but let's talk about you – know, let's start with the defense, then we'll work into some ways in the offense where you're using him as a weapon. Yeah, defensively plays defensive end for us. Um, if a team's killing us, we, you know, in the middle, we'll, we'll squeeze him in the middle. Um, he's just he's done so much. But this offseason, he worked incredibly hard to get his body prepared for this season. Um, you know, last year he was struggling to play right around 200. He got sick. He got down around 180, you know, 190. Kind of got skinny on us a little bit last year. But this offseason, he put a lot of time into his nutrition, um, into his, his workouts and things like that. And he's playing about 230 now. Uh, so when you have a kid who's 6'5", 230, who can block, it moves like a, re- a receiver, uh, blocks like a lineman. Um, you know, he, you, you, you got a special, special kid there. Um, you know, so like I said, uh, you know, on the defensive side, you know, he's able to hold his own against double teams. He's able to set the edge by himself. Um, you know, we, we put him on the strong side against, against Waco and he, you know, he, you feel really comfortable that nobody was going to get outside of him because of the way, you know, he plays, um, you know, so he was able to rush the passer a little bit, you know, being six, five, six, six, He's able to get his arms up and create, you know, small windows to get that ball out, uh, you know. So he's he's just a he's a, also a special talent, um, you know, with his size and ability. Uh, he does a lot of he creates a lot of mismatches for the other team, both offensively and defensively. All right. Well, is there any other parts of the offense and defense uh, uh, you want to talk about? Because I want to talk a little bit about the special teams. Yeah, actually, I want to talk a little bit about Gray Anderson, our center. Um, Grant's a sophomore for us. He had very little, if any, varsity experience last year. You know, just kind of maybe some mop-up time for us. Um, and he, he he has done an absolute amazing job. Um, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any poor snaps. Uh, you know, and and he went against, um, you know, Waco had a kid. I think he's like 6'7", 325. He, he's an absolute monster. Of a, yeah, uh, Stafford. Yeah, and, and uh, Grant did a nice job against him. Um, you know, Grant moved his feet all week. We said... You know, you're going to you're going to be against a, a really big guy. You can't let him get extended. You got to you know, win it with your feet. And Grant did a really, really nice job of, of doing that. Right. It's easy to just try and lean on a kid. But when you're giving up, you know, as a center and you're still giving up 60 pounds or, you know, whatever it is, uh, you got to win with your feet. And I thought Grant did an excellent job of that, not only getting a, a quality snap back to the uh, the quarterback, but then also doing what he needed to do against um, an uh, absolute large kid um you know a nice player um you know i i can remember a tackle jake was on the move we i think we call it a designed run play for jake and the Stafford kid kind of got loose and he just put a big old bear paw on jake and ripped him to the ground i mean he's just a big kid yeah he's um, a, he's uh uh if you're gonna be able to move the ball against waco you're gonna have to deal with stafford aren't you yep yeah, i mean there's there's no doubt about it i mean he's he's a, a mountain of a man in there um but i thought grant you know grant's not much more than five eight five nine 
Uh, you know, he's maybe given up a foot almost to it, but I thought he did a really good job, like I said, of moving his feet. And we told him, you know, you're probably not going to get much vertical push, but you just got to keep your body between him and the ball. And, and Grant Erton did a really nice job of that last night. Well, you give him a game ball from Round Guy Radio because we love that. I mean, I love yeah. offensive and defensive play. That's yeah. absolutely other. Our other guard, Kale Johnson, he did a really nice job too. Right? So if he wasn't, if Abram wasn't blocking the Lichty kid, then it was then it was Kale, um, and and Kale did a good job of, of just doing what he needed to do. Um, you know, he wasn't an offensive lineman when, uh, before he moved to town, uh, but he moved, and we said, hey, we need you help here, and he said, you got it, and he's done a really nice job to uh, to work on his craft, and it has become a really nice lineman for us. You know, so those guys uh, did a really nice job for us. You know, we were able to run the ball pretty efficiently last night. Um, I think we only had two or three negative plays um, as far as designed runs. You know, I think we had a, a sack and you know, maybe an intentional grounding, things like that. But as far as designed runs, you know, I think we only had two negative plays there, uh, which is, is is something new, you know, against Waco. Usually they're pretty good at, at getting you behind the sticks and, and things like that. But, you know, we were able to, to kind of flip the script a little bit on that. Well, uh, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about the special teams. You know, um, I'm seeing everybody's special teams coming up, but I don't know if everybody's special teams is where they'd like them to be. Let's talk about, uh, and not just this game, but all three games, uh, 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 how much progression is the special teams making and uh, uh, generally what kind of an impact are they having on the game? Yeah, uh, you know, so um, kickoff return, we had one last night, um, and I think it was – it was a nice one. We had a big, big gap up the middle, and, and I mean, we just did our did our job there. Um, they onside kicked it. We were able to get it back, uh, or they kicked it out of bounds. Uh, you know, so we had our kids in. Um, you know, Coach Coach Clay Edwards does a really nice job. Um, you know, we give him time every day. Um, we get we understand that you know special teams is a huge momentum thing in high school football, um, and so we want to make sure that we don't make mistakes on that. Give a give away a, a possession. Um, you know, last night the game started. We did not execute. We kicked the ball out of bounds. Um, they had us re-kick. Once I kicked it to a kid, uh, he did not get it. We recovered it. Uh, so that's how we started the game, right? We got a, we stole a possession right out of the gate. Um, you know, so it's things like that that, um, you know, we need to be able to place kicks better, um, you know, in different zones and things like that. You know, we find some, we'll find somebody we want to go after a little bit. Um, but we have to execute that part better. Um, but as of, as of now, you know, we're satisfied with where we're at. We had to punt last night. Our second punt of the year, uh, Cam boomed one for 44 yards. People forget that he was a third-team All-State punter as a freshman. Uh, you know, so he's got – he's definitely has the tools there. Um, we don't like to use them because that means we're punting. But, um, you know, and then our punt return, we did – I think uh, Waco punted a couple times. We had to line up to it. And, and they line up in a, a different formation. Uh, you know, they got a couple different punt formations. And our kids just did a really nice job of doing their job, getting lined up. Um, and then just executing how they needed to do it. So just, you know, Coach Edwards, he just preaches, do your job, do your job, do your job on special teams, and our kids did their job. You know, so it's it's good to not have to hold your breath every time we, we run a special teams play. Well, um, uh, uh, the, the, the Winfield Mount Union fans probably were dang happy when that game was over and they uh, got this big win. What has the what was the home crowd? Was there a home crowd advantage last night? And uh, um, how, how's the home, how is the, the Winfield Mount Union, uh, morning sun community down there, uh, uh, rallying behind this team? Yeah. I, you know, I didn't turn around much to look at the crowd. Um, I know pregame, it, it looked pretty good. It, like we talked last week, it was going to be a playoff atmosphere. I got to the school about four forty-five, 
um, get start getting things set up. And there was already a, a set of Waco folks there, um, you know, and, and had a conversation with them. And, and it was it was just awesome to have that atmosphere for your kids, you know, like everybody grows up wanting to play in front of a big crowd, you know, that's, you know, standing room only and those things. And I did at one point look over into the Waco stands and our little visitor section stands was filled and they had people lined in the fence, you know, so that was, you know, they would travel well. They're very supportive of their community over there. And our Winfield Mountain Union group here, they do a nice job of, of supporting our, our, our programs here. And, you know, when you start winning, uh, more people start coming, uh, you know, and, and that uh, I think we had a really nice crowd. Like I said, I don't, I don't really turn around and look at our crowd. Um, I got other things to worry about during the game, but uh, you know, you could hear them sometimes cheering and, and things like that. And, and it's just, you just, you're happy for the kids to have that kind of experience. Cause you know, we've all been to games, whether it's football or whatever, and it looks like maybe the parents, not even all the parents showed up. Right. And you don't want that for your kids. That's not a fun experience, but you know, our community did a really nice job. They do a really nice job of supporting all, all activities. And, and last night was no different. Well, if the houses are rocking, don't bother knocking. Come on in baby. Cause that was a, that was a big one. And people were watching it from all over the place. Um, but um, is if, I, I want to ask you about next week's game, but I, I want to give you a chance that there's anything else about this game you wanted to talk about. No, I mean, it's just one of those things that um, it was a great measuring stick for us, you know, um, rankings aside, you know, Wake Waco is always a nice team. They're always physical. And you want to know, are we, are we that, are we who we think we are? And I think last night went a long ways to answer that question on what team, what kind of team we can be and what kind of team we are right now. So, um, you know, we're almost to the halfway point here. Next week will be halfway in the regular season, and um, our kids have put themselves in a position to be, be talked about and recognized in, in at top of the district, right? We're sitting 2-0 right now in the district play, um, you know, which is one of our goals is to, to be a district champ, and that went a long ways for it. So just, you know, happy for our kids that they're continuing to do their job and, and put themselves in a position to be successful. Well, that's the only thing I'm unhappy about is the season's dang near half over. Uh, it it just flies by, doesn't it? Yeah, it's hard to believe we're, we're three games in already. All right, Coach. Well, uh, uh, you've had three big wins in a row, uh, and you and I have seen a lot of teams um, after a big win. Uh, maybe, I don't know what happens, but sometimes there's a letdown in the next game. Uh, and yep. uh, I've seen teams uh, uh, win a big game and then the next week lose a, lose a game. How? Uh, who do you play next? And how do you, uh, you know, uh, celebrate this win, but then, then – uh, uh, drop it and move on to the next game yeah so it's a weird week uh we play montezuma but we don't play until saturday oh. uh so we were supposed to play tri-county on friday tri-county uh dropped their program and joined hlv uh and so we had an open date montezuma had an their group had an odd number in their district so they always had somebody that was open uh so montezuma happened to be the team that was open this week um we thought we could use tri-county's officials they must have known they weren't going to have a, a team because they didn't go ahead and get officials uh, so by the time we came around to us scheduling with Montezuma, right, every official in the state of Iowa was busy. Um, so we had to move it to either Thursday or Saturday, right? Both teams thought probably a good idea to move it to Saturday. Coming off this week with with Waco, right, I didn't want a short turnaround against the quality team in Montezuma, um, you know, another top top 10 team that we'll face. Um, so we're going to play them on Saturday at 3. So it adds a little wrinkle, uh, you know, to Is that home or away? It's at Montezuma, of course. Okay. Yeah. What, what, it, it always is. It seems like. Right. It always is. Let's add another hour and a half. But anyway. But uh, uh, I, I, I know a little bit about Montezuma. Uh, I yeah. watched them 
uh, I, I watched them play uh, uh, bits and pieces of a game against Moravia. Holy cow, can they score the ball? Yeah, both teams are, are, are pretty explosive, um, you know, so we're going to have our work cut out for us. I watched a little film here this morning. Um, haven't really dove headfirst into it, uh, you know, but they've got a, a quarterback who's got a lot of touchdowns. I think he either leads or he's towards the top of total touchdowns in eight-man football right now. Um, you know, they have a running back coming back from last year who's pretty good. they got a receiver who's pretty solid. So, I mean, this is this is no uh, no walk in the park for us, you know, but we have a group of kids that understand that, you know, you talk about a team with a letdown. I don't think that'll happen to us, right? Our kids are, are very uh, detail-oriented. They understand, you know, they've got goals, right, and they know what they need to do to get there, and, and I think we'll have a good week of practice and preparation, and, and we'll just move forward from there. So let our listeners know again, the game is Saturday, it's in Montezuma, and it starts at 3 p.m.? Yeah, 3 p.m., which is unfortunate for the Hawkeye fans, right? Hawkeyes kick off at 2.30 against Western Michigan, right? That should be an easy one, so you might as well watch the Hawks, or they watch the Wolves in, in Montezuma. Well, uh, I'm going to go on record as saying uh, uh, I'd rather watch your game. Right, I appreciate that. Oh, um, oh. And I think you can. I think we'll broadcast it live. Um, we've got the we've got some technology now that can use Huddle and iPads and things like that. And we've got a, our principal is is the play by play guy for it. So um, I think there'll be you'll have to pay attention to social media and things like that. But I think there will be a live broadcast of it. Well, uh, there may be uh, uh, an appearance of a round guy radio personnel at the game if it's a Saturday game. There we go. All right. Well. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we cut this episode off? No, no, just real, real, real happy for our young men uh, in our community, and and uh, we look forward to just keep keeping this journey going. Well, congratulations on an outstanding win and an outstanding season, and uh, um, I believe more now than ever that you really have a shot at the state tournament. Because uh, um, Waco is such an outstanding team. Been watching. I've watched every game they played. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're thinking just one game at a time here. All right. All right, well, thanks for being with us. <laughs> All right. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing is a full-service metal fabrication shop located in beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Flint Cliffs is now hiring for welders, painters, and machine operators. For both first and second shift, call 319-752-2781.